This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, we got a question that I'm not sure we're going to agree on the answer. And here is our question for today. Will we be taken from the earth during the rapture? And I think we better set a context. What do we mean or what does this person mean when they ask the question about rapture? Hmm. You want to go at it? You want me to jump in? It's a true story. (laughs) We're starting over the story. I have been avoiding this question, (laughs) and I believe tomorrow's question, does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture, and the next day's question, where does the rapture fit into Ezekiel 37 and 38, and uh, so these have been on the docket since like the late or early 100s on the episodes. Oh, you've been pushing these away. Oh my goodness. I've been pushing these away for a year. Oh. A whole year. Now, you might say, Michael, why are you pushing them away? All right. Mm. So in terms of giving some intro, I'll tell you why I've pushed them away. <laughs> so let's define the terms and then tell the story. Okay. okay. So the, the term rapture means, uh, and we'll just say most people's brains, this time when Jesus comes back, but not the second coming. Let's no, be no, clear, no, no, not, not the second, second coming, coming, right? So if I get a little sarcasm in this, because it's just because this okay, is- That's okay. We're going to go at it. This I is can a fun subject. And I, <laughs> Tim and I are not on the same page, which is awesome. In essentials, unity, and non-essentials, diversity, and all things, charity. Good. Yes. So, uh, it's this idea that when Jesus comes back, he is going to take Christians. He's going to snatch them out of the air like the Left Behind series. Yes. They're going to disappear from the earth. All their clothes Left will be on the ground. Is a advocate the planes will come crashing, and the whole world will turn into an upheaval. Yes. And they'll be like, why is Jimmy, Jimmy John and Billy Bob and Susie Q gone? Well, because they believe in Jesus and they They'll were be taken a, away. Yeah. So it launches what's called a seven-year tribulation period. And then at the end of the tribulation, what happens, Pastor Tim? Millennium. Yeah. Thousand-year so reign. Does Jesus come back at that point? Literally. Literally, that would be the second coming. So mm-hmm. there'd be a gap between the rapture, seven years, seven years. second coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and in between those things would be a tribulation. That would be, so that, that's like the rapture, okay? But that fits into... Theological categories. So, uh, for example, in politics, we have a Democrat, an Mm -hmm. independent, a libertarian, a Republican. These are all looking at the same issues, and they're giving you their perspective on how those, what they mean and what they believe and how you should act. So in the same way, as people look at their view, look at what the Bible says about the end times, how the whole world is going to end, there are different perspectives. Now, let's be straight. Whether whatever perspective you are, for the most part, they're all Christians. They're all going to heaven. We can agree to disagree. These are not like primary issues that should divide the church. Um, Correct. So, at village, but it has for years it oh, has divided the church. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, um, you may get to the end of this podcast and be like, Pastor Michael is an imbecile. I don't know if I can trust anything he says. And there is one particular perspective that historically, if you don't agree with them, they can't work with you, serve with you, uh, be on a staff with you, or really trust your entire perspective. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't see this as clearly as they do, then you must not be a real smart person. So let's talk about the sides of the issue. And then you and I can come down and maybe give some brief explanations. So on the, we'll say far liberal left is the... That's why I call them the liberals. <laughs> liberal left. On the okay. liberal left, because it's a new idea. And uh-huh. to, so right. it is what is called 
dispensationalism. Wait a minute. You're calling me a liberal. I, in terms of <laughs> the evolution of ideas, there have been static ideas and then new ideas. You're the progressive. So, in so let, let's, let's, put, it's not an accident that it's called progressive dispensationalism. Well, let, I mean, let's it's put all it in just liberal. Okay. So let's put it in perspective, <laughs> historical perspective. Dispensationalism is brand at, new to the church is new as in it. It came in, in the late 1800s. Mm, yeah. Darby. Yeah. Mid early. Yeah, mid- in, in some crazy ways. So yeah, let's yeah. go back. Okay, so dispensationalism is a view of looking at the Bible that has, that also carries with it profound conclusions for how the end of the world is going to. That is pan correct. Out. If you're new to theology, or whatever, don't even don't even worry about the term dispensationalism for a moment. But here's what you need to know: that the idea of a rapture followed by a seven year tribulation, followed by the second coming of Christ. Followed by a millennium. Yes. Followed by a judgment. Followed by a new heaven and a new earth. This complex timeline. That's right. Is fundamentally dispensationalism or dispensational. Yes. And it's totally agree with that. Also called premillennialism. And they this is where so most dispensationalists are premillennialists. Yeah, 99.85%. So there, how do I say this? Let me let me just get my brain clear, audience, for a moment, because this is there are so many nuances, and I'm trying to just get to the point, okay? (laughs) <laughs> the idea of a rapture that is separate from a second, second coming, coming is new to church history with the advent uh, of dispensationalism. So 1830s, 1840s, 1850s, this new perspective, in terms of new in terms of church history, about how the end is going to pan out, um, takes root. Now, it was called classical or historical dispensationalism. Very few people believe this anymore. Right. There was a lot of controversy in the mid 1800s. Out of dispensationalism came Jehovah's Witnesses and came another. Mm. They got crazy. Their roots were in dispensationalism, and that was a split. And thankfully, dispensationalists <laughs> said this. I know you're uncomfortable, but this is the history. I man. don't agree with that, but you can well, say you, it. Yeah, it's that. audience disagree everybody Mm. look up a history of jehovah's witnesses and you'll find that they have their roots in dispensationalism anyway so their 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 view the early views was that there there was a sharp distinction between israel and the church there would be uh, a new heaven where the church would be forever and a new earth where israel would be forever very distinct futures for the two two new covenants all these crazy thoughts Mm -hmm. the best dispensationalism dispensationalists now don't believe in all that stuff no they do not tame that's why they call it progressive dispensationalism because since the 1830s, it has progressed it has and progressed. it has become yeah. much more normal in its views of things. Okay. So this idea of the rapture is not like uh, the rapture separated from the second coming yes. is not a part of the historic teachings of the church. Yeah. And, and as a dispensationalist, I would argue that it has not been a primary teaching of the church. And yet we can go to a few passages and I have to ask the question, the, the passages seem very clear and seem to be pointing towards a pre-second coming catching away or taking away of believers. And here's the passage, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through, through 18, where it says, where Paul is talking, and and the problem in the Thessalonican church is that they are worried that they have missed the second coming, mm-hmm. and Paul is now answering them, and he says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those things that I've been talking about, about the people that have fallen asleep or who died. are asleep. And we're, he's talking about those that have died. 
uh, before the second coming, that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. Clearly, Christians have a hope that non-Christians don't. Verse 14, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring him those who have fallen asleep. So he's talking about a resurrection of the Christians that have died. Verse 15, for this we declare to you by word from the Lord that we will not precede those who have fallen asleep. So he's talking about something here. You missed a verse. That we who are alive. Okay. That we who are alive. Yeah. Who are left until the coming of the Lord. Oh, there we go. Yes. Will not precede those who have fallen asleep, meaning we'll all rise again at the same time. Yes, there will be a joint resurrection. Yep. For the the Lord Lord himself himself will descend. And here's the verse. Will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So he's talking about something that Jesus is coming not to earth, but in the sky. No. And and I know we disagree on this. For 1,800 years, the church has not been confused Uh, on this. Again, my position is, and and I think this is where um, dispensationalists will argue this, it has not been a major teaching in the church. It has not been a teaching opposite either. Mm, Yeah, it has. Because the, so what dispensationalists do, and this is not bad or good. No, yeah. This is like a neutral statement. They separate things. Absolutely. So, for example, is, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's the end of verse 16. Now, the dispensation is to go pause. Pause. Seven years later, verse 17, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Whereas, if you just read the no, text, no, 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 no. Like, you're like, no, the dead, and then right away, then those who are alive. So, we're going to see the dead raised, and we're like, oh, and then we're raised, and it's all happening at the same time. Dispensations have a way to take things that are just linear, separate them, and put chunks of years So, let, let me, let me correct, correct you where we're at. According, according to people who hold to the position of the rapture, they see verse 16 as those that have died— before the second coming of Christ, those who've died uh, and are in the grave, their bodies are in the grave, but their souls, their spirits mm-hmm. are in heaven with God. Those will be raised first. They'll be taken at the rapture. And then verse 17, the Christians that are on earth right then will be taken up into the air, be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I'm glad you didn't and separate so, those. So, I so repent there's for not a separation of seven years. But there is right after that. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So here's the challenge. So I'll just speak for myself. Sure. This is the second coming. And I know that's where you'd That Jesus is going to come back. The dead will be raised. The Christians will be given new bodies. And it says, we will always be with the Lord. Like this is, there's a second coming. And then we're always with him. Right? So for me, (laughs) I have to come to this text with a different idea to get anything other than that from it. Because the text says nothing about seven years, leaving people on the earth. There's I, nothing. I totally agree with that. Especially the Matthew problem, 24 and 25 talk yeah. about, and really I think this is one of the major texts where this comes from, is that Jesus comes back and he takes somebody with him and then somebody's left behind. Yeah. That's the idea, you know. Yeah. Again, And I, and I would I, argue that Matthew 24 and 25 is the second coming. It is not the rapture. Right, which is why dispensationalists confuse me because I'll talk to one and they're like, no, look, no, there's no, a rapture. No, no, another. no. That's no, that's the second coming. If we go to Matthew 24, 25, you'll see those that are left behind yeah. are the followers of God, 
not not the correct, ones. which is why I'm yeah. like frustrated with most they, dispensational the, interpretations. Yeah, they were not. This is not a a rapture verse. Let me let me tell you. Okay, so somebody's gonna hear me. They're gonna ask me this question: When do you believe the rapture is? And I will say to them, I don't believe, I don't in, believe a in a rapture. And they're like, You don't believe in a rapture? Are you even a Christian? <laughs> no, I'm in line with. Almost all of church history and the majority of the church right now. So, and, like, and I feel pretty good about I my could position. I probably here. not disagree with you on right. that. So, here's what I'll say I'll say, look, when you read Paul, okay, because dispensationalism does not come from Paul at all. Like, it, you're it, not going to find dispensationalism Paul is nowhere in, in the Bible, neither is rapture, right? The word, Correct. neither of these terms yeah. are in the Bible. So, like, when you read Paul, here's Paul's view of history. Hey, guys. It's going to get real bad, and then Jesus is going to come back, judge the living and the dead, make a new heaven. And he'll take earth, care of it. Right? So that's Paul. Like, you you cannot find anything else in Paul unless you're, like, trying to stretch him and make him say something else. Uh, Jesus says some things, and he uses parables and analogies that I think dispensationalists have used to give themselves unusual freedom to interpret how the end times will play out. But that that's fine, right? Uh, so when I'm reading Paul, I'm like, Jesus, it's going to get bad. Jesus is going to come back. He's going to win. He's going to judge the living the dead, et cetera. We agree with that. Yeah. So I believe in a second coming. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that it's preceded by a rapture. Here's what I would say. They would say, well, don't you believe the world's going to get worse? And I would say, yeah, yes. I, I do actually believe yeah, in the tribulation do. period. Yeah. And then somebody might say, you mean God would actually make the church suffer and go through that? Yeah. In fact, That's he's possible, never relieved yeah. the church from suffering as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. In fact, suffering has been one of the greatest blessings that God has given to the church to totally grow it, et cetera. That. But the premillennial dispensationalists would say, no, God raptures the church out. Then there's a global suffering. And then he comes back and he spares the church from that. And, now, and, some dispensationalists yeah. are mid-trib. Mid-trib. And we're going to be talking about that in the near future here, during the next couple All of right, then I won't go there. So yeah, come back from mid-trib. So let me just kind of wrap this up and then we're going to go at it again tomorrow. <laughs> go at it again. <laughs> we're not going to throw down okay. uh, because we love each other and we are oh, yeah. on slightly yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. We, we see these things slightly different. What we're talking about here is in the theological term eschatology or yep. the, the theology of end times. Mm-hmm. That term in itself is not found in the Bible. Yeah. But, theological but we, term. we put a category on the teachings or what we see the Bible teaching about end times. The term rapture, not found in the Bible. Dispensationalism, not in the Bible. I know your your theological uh, foundation is covenant theology. Again, that term is not found in the Bible. Often. <laughs> Covenants are found in the Bible. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And and, and we will talk more about this in the, in the upcoming episodes. Yep. So listeners, please join us for the next couple. We're just going to bait you right yeah, now. We're going to just bait you. Please come back. We're going to answer this question a little more in depth. And the question for tomorrow is, does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture? Mm -hmm.